What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Science and Stigma podcast. Uh, it's been a while. We took off last week. You were you were sick. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling better. Is it a joke or no joke? It's a no joke. A joke or no joke? It would be the same thing, but so it's no joke. It's no joke. You had the the whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, yes, I was tested and uh, tested positive for COVID. When I say it's no joke, I didn't. I wasn't in bed. I wasn't like in the hospital or anything. You got tested for STDs? What? I got tested for COVID. It came back positive. I had some symptoms, but I, I know from what you see and hear and talk about that my symptoms were a little bit more severe than normal flu-like, but it wasn't nearly as bad as some people experienced. So yeah, it lasted about a week and a half and now I'm back to normal. You said I sound like I still have a cold today. Yeah, but you still got something in there. I don't. <laughs> I might have been singing a little bit this. <laughs> Karaoke? Yeah, uh, kind of, yeah. You were going hard, weren't you? <laughs> you were like stepbrothers when they were in the, the room. Well, we did have the video. <laughs> we were singing. I don't even know what kind of songs. I don't even know who these people were. That were on the records, like radio songs or like no, these are like hard rock, um, uh, vinyl, <laughs> vinyls. So people don't do you, vinyls, know a, do you know what a vinyl is? It's a big CD. <laughs> a vinyl record. It's a record. It's yeah, not a saying. CD. It yeah, gets, it's my joke. It gets played on a record player. Yeah, it's a vinyl. So nowadays. Some of these musicians buy these vinyls, and it's exciting to them because it's new music on vinyl. So every, we have records. So they still put re- they still put music on records. Yeah, they just started again. So you know, you found our. They're collectibles, probably. These I don't think are collectibles because they're anything's new, a collectible. But, yeah, but it's new music on a vinyl. So I've always called them records. So every time it was vinyl, I'm like, okay, a record. So, and then you have the sleeves. That go into yeah. this big, you know, yeah, the yeah, sleeves. Yeah. Well, the sleeves had the words on, so we were singing. How do they have the words on it? How many songs were on this disc? It's not a disc. It was a huge record, and yeah, it was, huge disc. How much? How many words? I mean, how many songs were on there? Uh, five on one side, and then a record because you never had that a record player. Then you take the record off and you flip it over. And yeah, but how, how do you fit all them back. words? How do you fit all them words on on that sleeve? What do you mean? It's just typed in paragraphs, the words to the songs. So the the front, yeah, but how the do you one fit side of the them? record has five songs. They're not long songs. Oh, okay, that explains it. And then you flip the record over, and then there's five more songs on the back side, and the words to that one's on the other side of the in the sleeve. So I was singing a little bit last night, <laughs> listening to. Uh, how was your How was your performance? Um. Can't remember. Can't remember. Oh, I can't. Was remember. there other things involved? Uh, maybe. It was a lot of fun. I never laughed so hard. It was a little bit of dancing too, <laughs> and I don't dance. Oh my gosh! What it, else was involved? What? Never mind. It was just fun. The the individual I was with has plays a guitar, and he was rocking out, and that was very interesting to watch. I'm just trying to gather this <laughs> fucking imaging in my head. It's not, it's not coming together. Because it's not normally me. It's not something that I would normally do. I see a dude do. head banging on a fucking yeah, guitar. Yeah. Hardcore. And then yeah. you're out there just trying to stunt your shit. No, I was just singing and dancing. He was singing too. He was singing. I was singing. And he was, like you said, hardcore guitar in it. And then he's like, yeah, sorry. Did he break it? Huh? He was like... Sorry, that didn't sound good. I'm like, that sounded great. He goes, oh, thank you. Because <laughs> I don't know what it's supposed to sound like. It was interesting. It was fun. But yeah, so I think it was 4 o'clock this morning. We were still singing. So now you're part of a band too, huh? <laughs> yeah, he wants to do a podcast. He wants to do the intro to our podcast. Does he? Yeah, with his Why band. Why doesn't he come up with some, uh, some songs, some theme songs? Oh, he has some songs. So it's interesting. Like, as long he, as you're not singing on it. No, I won't be singing on it. We but, can catch you dancing, though. We can put that on. 
Oh, I don't dance, but I was dancing. I was dancing pretty good, too. Hard rock music. Anybody that knows me knows I don't listen to hard rock. He kept saying, what music do you like? I'm like, well, I like Lionel Richie, and I like Airsmart. <laughs> He's like, no, it's Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, all those people. But anyway. That's classic rock. One of the, well, some of it was like new music. I can't remember the words. I think. All I the know. one song was You're Gonna Die Tonight. I don't know what the genres so, are. I don't know, but anyway. He's going to come and do a podcast, and we can talk about that later because when we talk about stigma, he said because he likes this hard rock, headbanging music, everybody assumes that they're on drugs, and you get that opinion of they're smoking dope and partying and just because of the music. So he has music out there. And I, he, would, I would agree that stigma uh, bands have stigma. Like yeah. People that perform in bands are usually... Well, there's different not, stigma. Not usually, but they're stigmatizes. Right. But more so, like, if you have a country music band out there, they're not as stigmatized as somebody that's out there, heavy metal, shaking their heads, yeah. you know, wearing all black and tattoos and all that. And, like, that's the stigma behind it. And he said that definitely when you go out there as a band, that's the stigma. And his children are into this now. He's teaching them to play drums and guitars and he wants them to be successful and yeah they definitely can be yeah so we'll talk about that when he's he's more familiar with that stigma that he has he gave me some records i mean not records some movies dvds to pass around and uh it's pretty like i even said to him he sent me uh he has a video a movie like it's called a mockumentary because it's mocking it's not a documentary it's a mockumentary yeah, I've seen this video. It's a little and weird. It's, and it's a little weird. And literally, I... Sorry, let me rephrase that. It's a lot weird. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh. It's different. So that's stigmatizing. Because I almost didn't meet up with him because I was like, oh no, this guy is like... Psycho. Weird, psycho. He's going to kill me or something. But that was stigma. Because you're listening to the song and we are going to die tonight. <laughs> That was the song we were singing last night. We're gonna were die you scared tonight. at all when you were listening to that song? <laughs> when I was singing that song, You're Gonna Die Tonight, it was probably 2 a.m., so I figured I had till tonight. <laughs> so I said to him, if you're going to kill me, it says tonight, and tonight is actually Saturday night. So, but no, and it just, it does go back to the stigma. Like, I prejudged him, and he called me out on it because he said, you said you don't judge. Why'd you prejudge him? Because I didn't really know him. And then he sent me that video, and then I watched that video, and it was horrific. I mean, it was, you saw part of it. You didn't even watch the whole thing, but it was just, and then I. They reminded me of, like, (laughs) a preview of Saw or something, the movie Saw. Yeah, it was bloody. Do you want to play a game? Yeah. Yeah. It was bloody with the, with and the pig with the pigs in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was it it's, was a little creepy. He's the hog collar. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I said I'm singing and dancing with the hog collar last he's night. Best friends with the saw. No, but really it was a mockumentary and I sent back to him and said I watched this whole movie and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to get out of it. And he said it's just for fun. Like it's just mocking things. And after meeting him last night, I was like, I'm not sure. I want to do this. He just likes to have fun and he jokes. Yeah. And it, it goes to show that everybody has their different right. types of fun and whatever their hobbies are. Right. But we stigmatize that. I'd stigmatize and almost didn't go because of a video that I watched. And it ended up, it, it was fine. Like we had a good time. So we can't judge people by what they look like what we think that music stands for. It, it, that was interesting. Yeah. But so yeah. Uh, the other day at work, we, we uh, I haven't seen this guy in a long time. This kind of ties into the, what we're going to talk about, I think. But uh, I didn't see this individual for a long time. And when I first started working for uh, this company, it would have been almost eight almost nine years ago i uh i started out with this individual he was my he was my foreman and he, he kind of introduced me to uh like greg plitt and all them I, I told you this, about this guy yeah and and uh led me into 
watching Greg Plitt and understanding uh, the gym and introducing me to the gym and what the benefits are and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I haven't seen this individual for a long time. He still works for the company, and we needed some extra help the other week, and he uh, ended up showing up to the job. Uh, a little older now, but he uh, came up to me, and he made some kind of comment. Like, if you know this person, he does a lot of, like, he called them hobbies. He has a lot of different hobbies. Like, like he can name off a whole bunch of them, a whole bunch of stuff. And he asked me um, if I was married yet or had a girlfriend, right? Because we haven't seen each other in a long time. And I said, no. And he knows that. I think he asked me about a job, like if I stepped up or took a higher position, more responsibility. I said, no. And he made this comment. And it was weird because ever since I'd known this guy, it was like he kind of led me in a direction where I needed to go. You'd say he's your mentor? In life, yeah. He was my mentor for for the apprenticeship I was in, too. And he made the comment of, man, you don't like, you can't commit to anything. And to hear that, you can either take it two ways. You can say, fuck this guy, like you don't know what he's talking about, or you, or you could take it the way I did. And I, was, I sat there, and I was like, and I told him my response was, I like my freedom. But later I was sitting there, I'm like sitting and I'm like, man, like he's so right. Cause it's like, I had, I've been offered these multiple job positions and I, I don't want to commit to them. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to commit to a relationship because of my past, the past situations so I've been in. So you're living in fear. One of the things that we, we preach not to, your fear of failure is why you don't commit. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. That's not your job. It could be a a portion of it, but, but yeah, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, how true is that? You know, just the simple words of you don't like to commit. And it was like, yeah, the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I don't like committing to things. So then I'm, I'm thinking it's like, okay, how many times on this podcast or to my family or you, I was like, I'm moving to Texas. Have I committed to that? How many times did I say, or me and Dylan talked on the podcast, we're going to start our own business? Never committed to that. There's a handful of things where it's like I never committed. But why is that? Why don't we commit to things? I don't commit to things either. I think a little bit is, like you said, fear, and then stepping into the unknown, not wanting to take that, step into the taking the action right and that's one thing i've been uh learning about is you can talk all you want but until you actually take that step into action is then you're not you're gonna keep talking until you do that so action is key right but when you want to go to florida did you commit to going to florida or it's just an idea that you thought about so here's the other thing is when when i think of commitment and i'm i'm thinking about all the things that I don't commit to, right? But then I'm going back and I'm like, what did I commit to? And it's weird because it's like, I committed to redoing the upstairs in the garage, right? Mm-hmm. I commit to the gym. Yes. I commit, when I commit myself to reading, I'll read. So what I'm trying to say here is, when I actually do commit, I fucking indulge myself. Like I am in it 100%. And I will I will outsee that commitment. So is it do I value certain things more than others and that's what determines my commitment? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like my job, my job is like if they offer me an opportunity to step up more responsibility, the way I see it is when I said I like my freedom, it's true. I like not having rules. So I even made it made the comment in front of the uh, the higher up and I said there's just too many rules like if I would get a company truck then there's a speed limit that I have to follow then then I have to uh, if I have to go somewhere like there's just too much involved and that's where I like my freedom so that's kind of where I don't I don't I value freedom more than I value uh, the opportunity 
kind of. Because if you commit to that, then you can't commit to what you enjoy doing, like the gym. You might have to work later. You might have to go to a meeting. That And that's the other thing. So, like, that's the other piece. So, when, it, when I do commit, I'm 100%, like, I'm putting all my energy into it. That's the other thing I think about is if I put my energy and my 100% commitment into uh, maybe a foreman or a lead man or whatever, I'm going to be thinking about that when I go home mm-hmm. throughout the whole week. It doesn't matter if weekends or what. I'm going to be thinking about it. But right now, I don't. I literally, I can turn off. As soon as I get home, I turn off after my work. Yeah, it's, it's so, committing. So when you do commit, it's 110% yeah. everything that you do. Yep. So it's it's either when I commit, um, and I think it has to do with, is it in line with my my energy and like my path of life if it's in line with it then i'm, I'm willing to commit like so the job offering that's not I don't, I don't feel like that's in my it is in a way like i don't know like i consider myself a good leader i don't want to get in that conversation because you you hype yourself up about that but why not if i'm gonna commit to something like that why not do it for myself why waste all my energy maybe i could to gain some knowledge in those positions and then take it on my own but I find like when I commit, it's hard for me to uncommit. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at with my job right now. I'm, I've been committed to that job for how long and I'm, I've been committed to my boss and stuff like that. And it's like, it's hard for me to, to break that because it's almost like a habit now. Well, it's a commitment that you've given and obviously successfully have done. And it is a habit now, but, but it, it's a commitment like, to yourself because that job is what allows you to go do other things. So if you, oh yeah, if, like you're, if that's a commitment and I'm going to go to work so I can get income, so I can go do these other things that I want to do, that's why you have that commitment. You wouldn't be committed to that job if you didn't need that job to do other things. Yeah, but the you could commit to other things that you can do besides that job. And that's the other thing he brought up. And it was, he said, what's, what do you do for like a hobby? And I'm not really good with like on the, on the spot questions like that. I, I was like, I really don't have any hobbies. I go to the gym and that's basically it. And then it got me thinking like, what are my hobbies? I do, I do have multiple hobbies that I do and it's just things I don't, I just forget. You know what I mean? Well, you read. Yeah. You do this podcast. This podcast is a commitment. I would say according to you more than my a commitment to you than me, but yeah, I would say you're more committed to it than me. Now I just took up and said, you would say that you're more committed because you edit them every weekend and get them up and on the podcast. I just feel like there's, to be honest, there's, this could grow. Like there's so much more growth involved in this podcast, but, and, and that's another thing is when you commit can you commit to multiple things and still put forth your full energy into all those multiple things or can it just be one? So the thing I have trouble with right now is managing a full-time job. And then as some would call it like a side hustle, right? Mm -hmm. Which would be your podcast. So when I have a full-time job, it's like when I come home, I really don't want to do anything other than I go to the gym a lot. And then I come home and eat and all that stuff. And by that time, it's like I'm basically done with my day. So I'm, my balance between putting all my effort into the podcast, I don't. I feel like I could be doing more of that. I think we can do more. And I have people to call. And I keep saying, yeah, we're going to have guests on. And they're waiting for me to call them back. And this but, all comes back to commitment. Right. And you talk about commitment and 100% commitment. But I also believe you can overcommit. And sometimes I look at my schedule and I'm overcommitted. What makes you like what? When, I'm, when I say I'm overcommitted, it's the different organizations and committees that I'm on. Literally, like, for example, next week I have a meeting Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You kind of feel like you you. Uh... And then at some point we have to do a podcast in there. And so I have two people that want to do a podcast but I'm committed to other commitments. The second week of every month is meetings like every night. So it comes back to like priority. 
you got to prioritize what's most important to you, but you also have to respect and honor some of the commitments that you made knowing that you were going to spread yourself thin. I, I put myself into a lot of organizations and commitments to keep myself busy. And like uh, to bring this back, to be honest and open with all of our listeners, like we even came to a point recently where we were like, we got to take a break for, from doing this. Right. Because we just ran out. Like we felt like we ran out of ideas and, we didn't have anything else to talk about really. And we were actually going to do that. But I think it, I think it'd be okay to, to take a little break, but we also started something that we want to keep growing. And I don't think we're a hundred percent, like 110% committed. That's true. Just because we have other things going in our life, which is okay. But I mean, I need to schedule some people like they're reaching out and I need to call them and we need to do them whatever, you know, because it, it helps us when we have guests. It helps us. It oh, helps yeah. the listeners. It helps us. It's interesting. It's something that people are going to learn from. So the next two people that I have coming are very informational. Some of the different things that they have. And as we start talking about this, our podcast page has been grown thanks to oh, yeah. the Not One More and Alyssa and all the people that started listening because of that. And that's basically why we didn't take the break because we don't want to stop. And then when I start meeting new people and I start sharing, hey, we do podcasts, you know, this is what we do. We do it on stigma, different stigmas. It brings up conversation. I had conversation uh, yesterday with somebody whose family is um, suffering with addiction. And, and he said, she's been doing it for 40 years. Like, I don't want any parts of it. And then you try to explain. And then that's when you realize that our podcast can help people. Yeah, it basically comes down to... Um, so, failure... How did they put this? We started this podcast for a reason. So if, if we were just to stop, that would be, that would technically be failure. But you don't know, like, we don't know who we're actually helping out there and stuff. So why would we stop? Right, because our goal is one person. Yeah, and you never know, like, it could be next year or two years from now. We don't know, like, who that one person could be. So why right. would we stop? Because we could, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so some people may like, not be interested in every podcast. It's not failure, it's quitting. But so some, if we were to stop, we'd quit. Like, that's that's quitting. But failure is okay. Like, we can... You really think just, it would be quitting? There's another way, like, they put it. I forget. I'm trying to spit this out, and it's not coming out the way I want it to. Well, it, like you said, it all comes to commitment. And when I prioritize this and I get excited about this, I still think about this. I don't want it to stop because I, I love talking to people. I love learning. You had an experience with a friend last week. Stigma is still out there and people are needing to be educated. We're not going to stop it. Um, there's some ideas that we want to come up with, but we have to be yeah, committed. I'm going like, to talk about that. Committed. Talk about that story. So we're sitting at uh he might be listening. I don't know if he listens to this or not, but we'll just don't say names. We're uh we we went out with a couple of friends. One was out of town for he lives out out of state. So he was in town and he decided to get us all together, right? And there was one it was me, my brother, and then three other individuals. And we're uh we're out at a, a restaurant in the in this inner city of York and we're sitting there eating and earlier in the night uh, I think it was one ambulance. My brother said it was two, but one 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 ambulance came by with the sirens on, and it gets kind of loud when an ambulance goes by. And we're sitting out on the the outer portion of this restaurant, and we didn't really say much, but it was loud, so we kind of had to like pause our conversation for a little bit until it went by. And then uh, a little later, another one went by, and it was an ambulance. And one of our one of our friends, one of the individuals that was with us was like said something along the lines of it's probably just another overdose they probably should just let them die something along them lines right hmm. so and we we talk about these kind of people on, on the podcast as far as they're uneducated and all this stuff and 
this isn't the first time this individual made a comment like this and it kind of got under my skin to be honest and i was very close to to opening up and saying something which i should have and we talked about that on the podcast why don't we say that stuff like mm-hmm. to educate and stuff but i don't think he i don't like honestly i don't know because i wasn't in his shoes but sometimes i believe that people just say stuff before thinking they're thinking about it you know what i'm saying like, just it comes ignorant. out it comes out before they can think about it right they didn't pause yeah they didn't pause they didn't think about it first and it was just something that that came out but nothing was said my brother was like that wasn't nice or something like that and then basically conversation just kept going did anybody else react at the table because obviously everybody at that table knew yeah but is it a matter it's a matter of remembering you know what i'm saying like that okay right because we remember because we live it yeah exactly so you have to i I was kind of trying to put myself in his shoes because it's like well first he he might have forgot like it's he had a quick response and he just said it without pausing and he said it and he might have just forgot or two out like i like you don't know because that's his opinion right so he's uneducated that was fair but this individual has a kid on the way and it took all all to me not to say like, dude, you better hope your kid is not going to deal with any of this this stuff in the future because that could be your kid that they're going to save right now. And I wanted to say it, but I didn't because it's like, like I said, did he just say it because he didn't like, like there's a whole bunch of different things you can say there. Right. Should I have said something? Probably. And that's why I wanted to tell the story for you listeners. Like, what would you say in that situation if, if, an individual that you've known from high school and you guys were out eating and, and this person or a buddy of yours made a comment like that, what would you, what would you say to them? So let us know what you would say in that situation. And it's different because it was our family member. Right. And if they forgot and they just say well, your that, family member or not your family member, right. someone that's active in addiction, like how would you respond to that? Because would you sit there and educate? Like I'm interested because for me it was like, it was just like not like if if he didn't like I said he might have just forgot but if he doesn't if he doesn't know like by now then he's never gonna he's never gonna change until it's happened to him is how I see it so it's like is it really worth my time and my energy to get upset and tell him what like what would yeah. I have said other than yeah this could be your kid one day. You didn't have to say that. Just say, you know, everybody makes the wrong choice every once in a while. And this is given that person, you know, I hope. I, I often say that to people when they start judging or they say something, you know, let that person die. I don't believe in Narcan or whatever. I always say, just hope that it's not somebody that you know someday. And that some family right now is praying that that child or that individual is going to pull through this because of a bad choice that they made. But I'm comfortable saying that kind of stuff, you know, and and you're sharing that story is why I stay committed to this because as many podcasts as we had and as many times as we talk about this, if we can't even educate our own friends and family, how do we, we have to continue to keep fighting this so that people know. And everybody's welcome to their own opinion. He may have been full well aware that Kyle died of an overdose. And he may think the same thing about Kyle. He deserved to die because he did that. You know what I mean? So we can't, we can educate him. He can respectfully have his opinion. That's fine. Right. Like, I'm not going to. That's what I mean. But it's sensitive to us. But had it not happened to us, he would have said it. And you probably wouldn't, you're not the type that would say that, but we were uneducated. You would probably just say whatever and just, it wouldn't have bothered you. Yeah. So then we, me and Dylan, uh, we left and they were still there. And the first thing Dylan says was some people just don't remember or something like that. And I said, yeah. And then I told him the comment that I was just going to make. And I basically said like, is it really worth it? Some people, yes. 
if but knowing this, this individual, first, knowing this individual, it's an individual situation. Knowing and who knows, this individual, he might have, that might have been just trying to make a joke of it, and then nobody. Well, that like, was his personality too. He did a lot. That's of that what I'm saying. So, stuff, but, like, you don't know until you're in their shoes, but right. there's no sense of overreacting, and I think I underreacted in that situation because I could have easily said something, explain it. I'm not trying to like blow this whole little story out of proportion or anything, but. No, it's I, the of, reason I asked, I mean, told this is to ask you guys like, or make you guys think like, what what would you do in that situation? And that's interesting. What would you do? Or even say this, put yourself in this, this position. Say you were one of the other two guys that were there with us and you knew this individual at the table lost uh, a friend or, or who is active in that and another individual said that like would you would you step up and say something for that individual like say would you step up for me and say like hey listen dude like that's out of respect that's not cool what you just said because there's people at this table who lost someone like put yourself in their shoes too everybody was uncomfortable except the individual that said it or he wouldn't have said it i don't know how the other two right. individuals felt about but it but if you think about it we're talking about a group of people for somebody to make that comment, even if they didn't remember Kyle, you still made a comment and somebody at that table could have been actively in addiction that nobody else knows about. And and the whole thing is uncomfortable. I mean, it goes back to uh, previ- yeah, previous conversations we had too. Like, what are they, what are they trying to achieve? If it's a joke then like, cool, like, but how it's not a joke to us, but to them it might be. Sometimes it's funny. Like, it depends on how you bring it about. Like, that that to me was, like, he was very... It just seemed like he was very direct about it. Like, it wasn't, like, a jokingly... You just got to be careful with how they're coming about it. And, I don't know. You're just going to take things the way you want to take it. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. But that's why we do what we do. That's why we made this commitment. That's why, obviously, we need to continue on. And there's a lot more information than I realized out there to help people. But commitment in general is difficult. You know I've been committed to lately? What? Eating better. Me too. It's crazy to see... Did you see my recent physique picture on on Facebook? No, I wasn't on Facebook today. Yesterday I was singing. So I was... I was talking to an individual the other day. It was yesterday and... uh, he says, why are you posting your naked bod all over Facebook? And my, my response was, I want to be an inspiration to individuals. I don't, I don't want to come across as cocky. I want to come across as confident. And I want to give people like the eye-opening, like, dude, you can do it. Whatever you, back to your commitment, whatever you commit yourself to, you can fucking do it. Right? Yeah, 100%. So for me to post those kind of pictures, I want that to those pictures to represent anything's possible. And I kind of feel weird doing it, but like I shouldn't. Like I want people to know like whatever you put your mind to, you can do. So recently I've been I've been on this kick of eating better, which I've I always considered myself eating good, but I've really been looking at like trying to cut all sugar out of my diet. I used to eat these crunch bar, power crunch bars. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Like these protein bars, and they would have so much, like, to me, they would have so much junk in them that probably weren't good, wasn't good for me to have. Like, I used to have, like, two or three of them a day, which to me wasn't supposed to, wasn't really beneficial. But I've been, I cut those completely out, uh, trying to keep all the sugar out. I basically drink water every once in a while. I have an energy drink. But, uh, yeah, I, I've done that for the last two weeks, and it's crazy to see my physique change. And I was just taking more pictures today, and you can definitely see like I, I had abs, but now you can you can see more in my core. And it's 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 a commitment. It's something that when you commit to, and when you start achieving that commitment, it makes you feel good. Like when you wake up in the morning, you can look yourself in the mirror, and you may attest to this, but if you when you look in the mirror and you can finally say like wow i I look good your whole day just goes better 
Well, any podcast that you listen to always says, take a look in the mirror. Yep. And if you don't like what you see, only you can change it. Only you. Yes. So commit. And I just shared this with you the other week. Was it last week when I said to you, I finally looked in the mirror because I lost all that weight. And for 15, 20 years, I was overweight. And every time I looked in the mirror until a couple of weeks ago, I still saw fat. Yep. And then the one day I looked in the mirror and I thought, you're working hard and you committed to this and you are losing weight and you're not that person anymore. Because of a commitment, like you have to want it for yourself. You have to commit everything that you commit to. You have to give a hundred percent or don't commit to it or take back your commitment. If you're in, like so for you're me, saying we should take back our podcast. Oh no, because this is a benefit and this is something that we're passionate about. I'm just saying, if you overcommit, you need to, like you said earlier, you need to prioritize because I would rather commit fully to three things than to overcommit to five things and do it half ass. Because there's somebody else out there that can make that commitment and give it more. Mm-hmm. And you guys are probably like, oh, dude, he, he did in two weeks. It's not going to take two weeks. I've been lifting over 10 years. And just like I've been finally just trying to fine tune whether my diet or my workouts changing them up. It definitely helps definitely helps to to change things and and to grow because you don't you don't always know like the things you know now aren't always going to work that's true everything changes but back to the commitment and this mentor and you said you had to really think about it but you are committed to what you want to commit to right but as yeah it's basically what i was trying to get at is when I do commit, I'm I'm committed, but it takes me to take that step into the commitment. And, and like I said, is it in line with where I want to go in my life or the energy I want to spend on that certain thing? But is it the stigma behind what people expect from another person? Like he's asking you, do you have a girlfriend? Are you married? Isn't that stigma? Because people assume at your age, you should have a girlfriend. I mean, we've always joked. I understand what you're saying. We can go there. But he always joked about that with me. Because I, if you want to talk about relationships, like you said in the beginning, we can do that. No, I don't. I I think there's a problem with commitment in general. I think in relationships too. But in your case, I'm just bringing it up. Like he, the, the status quo is as you grow. And you talk about this all the time. You yeah. commit to that life that everybody expects you to commit to. Like at this age, you're 29 now. You I should. I you should. should be committed like to, to people's opinion. You need to be committed. And we talk about this and we talked about before the podcast. Commitment, you have to have commitment and you have to be successful at it. But if you fail that commitment... Are you a failure or are you learning from it? You're not, you didn't fail. You learned. You didn't quit. You didn't quit. There's a difference between quit and failure. Yeah, but you didn't fail either. If you make a commitment and it doesn't work out, did you fail it? No, because you you took that as a a learning experience. Right. So I don't think, like, we learn from this podcast. If we were to say tomorrow to our listeners, we can't do this anymore, we didn't fail. Because we did what we set out we to quit, do. We quit, but we didn't fail. But we didn't quit. We reprioritized. I'm trying to, like, I hate the word quit. That's a negative. You don't quit. We've yeah, but learned from it. You have to it. see it as it is. Like, we, can't, we didn't quit. We can't beat around we the just, bush and no. say, oh, let's look at the, more, the softer way Commitment, of, of not no. making it look so brutal. All right, and, this goes into relationships, too. Okay, When let's you're committing, when you're go. committing, people don't commit. And the ones that commit... And feel like they have to stay in that because of that commitment forever and sacrifice their own happiness. Are they failing? Like, I struggled when I got divorced. Did I fail that commitment? Did I quit that commitment? There's a difference between failure and Okay, commitment. well, I just said. I mean, quitting. Did I fail that commitment? Did I quit that commitment? That marriage commitment? How did do you I see fail it? it or did I quit? I look at it different ways. At first, I thought I'm a failure. Like, I committed to this. Now I'm, now I'm trying to think here. Like, I committed to this marriage, 
and I failed because I'm no longer in that commitment. I don't hold that commitment anymore. And I quit the marriage. I walked out. But is it a learning experience? So do you stay in a commitment that's negatively affecting yourself? I'm trying to rethink my whole quit is different than failure. Like, yeah, in that's that why I'm bringing this up to you. Like, am I a quitter? And did I fail? I obviously failed the commitment. No, the way I see it is you're not a quitter because you, you could still, you're still open-minded about another relationship, are you not? Well, I don't know. <laughs> like, you're open to if it happens one day, it's going to happen, but I, right? That specific but that, commitment, so you, you, that specific okay. marriage commitment, so, did I quit or fail? That marriage, I would say it was a failure. And this is, this is what I'm trying to say. Failure, a lot of people look at failure as a bad thing. Through failure comes growth, right? Right. If you would quit, so failing, you grew through that failure. And the only way you're going to grow in life is through failure, make mistakes. Some people say make failure, do failures on purpose, right? Now, if you quit, then what was all that failure for? Nothing. But did I quit or did, did I fail? Are you, are you saying you're closed for the rest of your life? You're off the market? I'm talking about that specific commitment. No, listen, this is what I'm, I'm trying. Not, this is what I'm okay, getting at. Get this at is it. where I'm getting at. Okay. Are you close for the rest of your life to to anything possible that might walk in your life or like, a f- who knows what you want to call it? I'm you not, label it the way you want to label it. I'm not close to it. Okay. So look, listen. Therefore, you didn't quit. You didn't quit at committing to relationships. Or even you can even can go to as a, a friendship or like your your relationship with your own sons, right? Like you you still hold them. So like your uh, marriage was a failure. That was a relationship. That was one type of relationship. There's multiple types of relationship. Is that instead right mm-hmm. between your son, your coworkers, whatnot? Right. So that marriage, the way I see it, and I'm putting this together. Okay. Okay. That was a failure in that marriage in that in that relationship. But through that failure, you you grew. And I would definitely say you did. You grew 10 times, 100 times from that marriage, right? But you're not quitting on relationships. You still hold one with me. You still hold one with Dylan. You still hold one with your coworkers. You still hold one with your ex-husband, right? Right. So now, now I'm putting this together. Okay, it it, it, sounds it, good. it makes sense to yeah. me now. So you're, you're still willing to be committed to relationships. But that one relationship... In, specifically you failed at but through that failure you learn to attain more information to grow in other fields of your relationships like with other people you can take that knowledge because without that failure you want you want to grow as a person right so my commitments to other people and relationships are different because of that what i've learned so don't see it as i failed a marriage see i failed a, a relationship because a relationship can be anything. A relationship could be a relationship between you and I, uh, between a coworker. It just—I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. It just—that's no. what it is. But commitment right? in so, relationships. So you were committed. Okay. So see it this way: Were you committed to a basically like a love story, or were you committed to a bad story? I don't know what you're asking me. So like, would you consider that when you, how am I going to put this? When you commit in the beginning, you were committed to that love that was in both of you, right? That love you guys shared. But then something turned where it was like, now I'm committed to something that I'm no longer compatible with. So now you're saying I'm committed to out of love with this individual. No, I wouldn't say that. You were at a point. Because if you weren't, if you didn't realize that you guys weren't compatible anymore, then you would have never took that step. Okay. I, I you mean, see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in a way, like, I'm, maybe I'm making more, no, no, more no, complex no. than it no, has to be. I understand. Would you rather be committed to love or committed to out of love? And this is where it goes back to your, your point where a lot of individuals will stay in a relationship unhappy. Mm-hmm. When you look at that, Look at your situation. Are you committed to the love in the relationship or are you committed to the unlove, the out of love of the relationship? 
I don't think you're committed to the love or the unlove. You're just committed because you made a commitment and you're comfortable in it. And But you have to be committed to something. So right. what are you committed to? Are you committed I'm, to that person I'm, no longer? I'm committed. Com- I'm still committed to that person, just not in the marriage that it was title. Like I, I still have a relationship with dad. I was I tell people all the time I will always love him. He's the father of my kids. So I still have a commitment to him because I have kids with him. I have other commitments with him currently right now um, that we need to work on. But commitment in relationships is different. And when I say that... nowadays versus When back I then? say when I met dad and I was 14 years old and 35 years later, I'm in this world that I have no experience in, I can tell you the, the commitment then... In, in my generation is you made this commitment and you're going to stay. What society says was correct. Society says you stay together for better, for worse. I don't even believe in marriage anymore because of this. But there's how many people that made that commitment that don't want to be seen as failures and don't want to see, be seen as quitters because, because of, the, of the commitment that they made. It's a covenant between right. the two. I, I understand. But you see what I'm saying? In today's world, now... When you go and you meet people, you ha- there's no commitment. There's really, at, I, see, at the beginning, there's no commitment. You're putting people in a generalized no, I'm just box saying, is what in you're general, doing. Speaking your mic. In general, the commitment part of this, of relationships, whether it's guy and girl, boyfriend, girlfriend, family, even family, there's no commitment there like it was before and and you hear podcasters talk on this you can love your family but you don't have to intertwine with them if they cause you negativity in your life so basically we're telling people to break these commitments i don't think you're breaking the commitment only if, if you're learning you're still breaking the daggone commitment are you talking about marriage now i'm just talking about any, relationship, talking about any relationship any relationship if you break it off you had a commitment between the two of you you broke the commitment, and now you're not family anymore. You're not brother and sister anymore. You're not. You are, but you don't have that commitment there. I struggle with the commitment. I don't know. Part there's something little. There's got to be something more to that. Like I struggle with commitment, and what is truly commitment? Like you're 29 and you don't. You're not committed in a relationship yet. You you didn't commit to a career, a lifetime career yet. But that's where that's where I go back to, it you'll feel it like you'll feel it inside this is this just seems right for my my general path of life like if it fits in there you're going to be you're probably going to feel better about it and be like yeah like i want to i'm going to fully commit to this but then again like i'm looking back at all my past relationships and it's that was one big thing is like all these other girls that i've been with i i couldn't commit to because of my basing my past that's where this world's and, at and then right now and it's it's a bad thing to say but it at the end of the day it wasn't the individual that hurt me that it's not their fault it's my fault like it's not it's on me it has nothing to do with them right because you're in control of your own actions right and you can take so you can take that that hurt as a as a lesson which i would like to say i do and apply it to uh, another individual. And like I said, is that individual on the same path as you? Are you guys in similar interests? Do you guys like doing the same things? Like, those are all things you got to take in account, like consideration. Because a, a relationship is something that should be serious. And I think this goes to your point is a lot of people think that they don't take a, a, a relationship serious. They're basically in there for a couple intentions, and then they're they're like, "Fuck it, I'm out." Right? Hundred percent, sure. Nowadays, but I don't categorize everybody like that. Like, there's people out there that that will make it work. Yeah, but people put walls up. You, you, I definitely put walls up, and that that's just not even boyfriend girlfriend. When you make a commitment and you fail at it, you put a wall up. You're putting a wall up regardless of what that commitment is. If you fail at work. You committed to something and you didn't achieve it. You put that wall up. 
I mean, yeah, even if in I... In everything s- that you do. Yeah, if you don't... Com- if you commit and it doesn't work out, you put a wall up. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. Like, even, like, a relationship like I share with Chase and other people, like, I and losing Kyle and all that. Like, we talked about... I think I was talking about this before on the podcast, but just losing Kyle like that, losing, the, like, your brother, it's like, okay, what else... So I, I kind of shy away from committing to other relationships as far as like friendships and stuff like that, because it's like, you could possibly lose that person too. And like, you don't want to go through that same hurt and that same stuff. Right. Yeah. So like that, it's kind of what you're saying is you're going to put a wall up and it's, you shouldn't do that. And like, that's something I'm definitely trying to work on because you could, you could miss a lot of different experiences with those individuals or like even a relationship and even if the relationships don't work, you're going to learn something from them. And you hear it all the time from people, these inspirational guys and stuff like that. Like your relationships that you go through, you're going to grow through basically is whether it's good or bad. Like well, it happened for a reason. You're going to learn from it, whether it hurt you or not. But in the meantime, if it's some, if it's an event or a commitment that affects you in a negative way, you're putting that wall up. Right, and you're missing out on the possible experiences or possibilities right. that you could share with that individual or attain other experiences along with that individual that you can take and move forward with your life. And you might there might be an important learning lesson there at that pit stop in your life that you might need to take with you to the next one, right? Right. And I, I think just... that's where you, like, your marriage, like, that's that's a learning experience. Like, you, you <laughs> learn. It's a 35-year yeah, but you can't see it that way. Well, I you, don't now. I mean, I think that's a I that's do. a lot of things. Like people think about that too. Like they they'll be in a relationship relationship and they're like, shit, like I gotta be with this person for the rest of my life, and that scares people. But people my age, more than not, more than not, will come and say to me, "Wow, how did you do that? That was a huge step." At the time, I felt like I had to do it. I didn't do it because I thought I'm the strong person. I did it because I was put in a situation that I felt I had to do this. But do you know how many people are in my age group that are committed right now to a marriage that are absolutely miserable just because of that stigma? And so, they don't, so they don't how know much? how to get out of a commitment because then they fail. Like, that was my biggest thing for all this time. I failed a commitment. I so failed. So you're really not... It's that's that's complicated. I've never been in that situation, but in my eyes, when I see that, in my opinion, you did the right thing because not only are you hurting yourself the most, but you're hurting that other individual, whether they believe it or not, whether they're oblivious to it or not. You're you're hurting both you and that individual because you're saying you're basically faking it. You're faking it. But it's also on them. Like it, it depends on you. Got to be open in a conversation about it because you you're. I take that back. You're not really hurting the other person because they got to see it the same way you do. Like you're. You guys both have to be on the same page. Like if it's not working, it's not working. Bring it up in conversation. And I'm talking like this is easy. It probably isn't because I've never been there. But I think that's key in a relationship as far as. And definitely with a commitment, like if you're committed to something, you should better be committed to conversation and, and being open about things. Yeah, but people don't. I mean, your situation, it obviously wasn't easy, was it? No. I'm not trying to make this sound like it's easy, like go out no, do I this. No, I understand, but it's a step that had to be taken. And you just said, like, I'm a, I've am learned from it. I've grown from it. Would you... Do and anything differently. If it. you do anything differently, if you could go back. Now, when I mean? say that, to the I guess it's, of the I guess it's, yeah, I guess, you can't really go back to that far. I guess you can't really say it. I can't, it has to be a specific time frame when I, when you go back. You see what I'm saying? Like I have to be able to. Well, the commitment part was not the easiest part. Like you go through grieving, believe it or not. And you know this, when you lose a friendship, you literally I don't have any friends. Oh my god! Because you don't I commit lied. to I them. I lied. I do have friends. <laughs> you don't commit to them. That's they're why. probably listening right now. Fuck this dude. No, you don't commit to them. That's the problem. But 
you have to grieve when you lose something, even that commitment, like you grieve that commitment. I lost that commitment. And then you either learn from it and you move on. Like, I'm not going to lie. This is scary shit for me right now. Some of the stuff that I've been dabbling with, like that dating site or whatever, like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I freeze and I take it off. Clearly don't know what the fuck you're doing. (laughs) I literally like put it up there and then four hours later I'm taking it down because I don't know what I'm doing. And it's not that I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's not that I'm afraid of commitment that I don't do it. Like I don't go out because I'm a not go out because I'm afraid of commitment. But I can tell you that your walls are up. My walls? It not yours specifically, but when you, when you're going out and you're looking for relationships, your commitment your walls are up. And I can tell you, people are very blunt and honest right now. And they will look you right in the face and say, I am not here for a commitment. Whereas in the past, you would not say that. In the past, in relationships, friendships, or whatever. You don't know that. So you're saying for all these years... People were saying this stuff. It, we didn't have this kind of dating and stuff like that on Facebook and live and these phones and stuff. That's what's breaking the commitment right there. All this crap that's on these and pages. Commitment could be a a negative. Like, what are you committed to? Be careful what you commit yourself to. Right. If you're going to commit yourself to uh, using uh, substances, that might not be a good commitment. Right. So evaluate you, your commitments. Yeah, evaluate and also... Okay, so that's under, in parallel also, to your marriage. If it's negative, now that you just said that, think about it. It's not always going to be a good commitment, a positive commitment. It can start out as one and can turn negative. Yeah. Got it. That just hit me while we were talking. But if you're going to get... If you're going to be committed to getting yourself into a something you better be committed to get yourself back out if it doesn't work yeah so then if you see things if you see things going in the wrong direction or whatnot because you can commit to something that you think is a good opportunity around here like yeah but think about you can commit to something that you think is great like it starts out it's perfect like a committee or a project that you're working on. I'm committed to this project. Halfway through, you may see that it's draining your morale. It's causing you to have anxiety. Then that commitment that you thought was a great commitment There's is no in, other is, line with your life path. It's it goes no back longer, to that. Yeah. It should no longer be a commitment. Yeah. Okay. So we got this commitment out. Anything else? Nope. Okay, guys. Do you have anything else? I don't have anything else except thank everybody that texted me and was worried, concerned when I was sick last week. I appreciate the comments. Everybody thought it was me. Yeah, a couple of people said, is it you that's sick or your son that's sick? I don't get sick, guys. Oh, my. We're, that's a whole other topic. It's all mindset. Yeah, it's all mindset. Here we go. Before we, uh, before we go, I heard this on another podcast, and I found it interesting. I'm going to ask you a question. Me? Yeah. Okay. So... I was listening to this podcast and a guy said something about if you ever want to make a conversation kind of kind of go deep, it's not really that deep, but ask a person if, say, how's it go? If you wanted me to pray for you, what would you want me to pray for? If you want me to pray for you specific, so you if want, you if want I me, want you to pray no, for me specifically. Yeah. So this guy I was listening to, he, uh, he walked the hoy across the United States. Okay. Right. Started on the East Coast, went the whole way out. Started in the ocean on the East Coast, landed in the ocean in the West Coast. Right? Okay. And he said, uh, he said it wasn't really lonely. He said a lot of people would try to find him. It was like a scavenger hunt for people. And they would come up and start talking to him. He said he met crazy amount of people. He said he met all kinds of people and and people that like almost changed his life in a way. And... He was, he said somebody told him that, like, if, if your conversation isn't really going anywhere and you don't like small talk, I'm not saying this whole con- this podcast was that way, but I'm saying, like, 
he said if if it's too much small talk and you want to take it in a different direction ask somebody and see what the response is he said a lot of people will won't say really anything or they'll just say like a couple of words here like pray for me pray for my family or whatnot but he said some of the responses were very deep and like moving so so whenever you talk to somebody even if you listeners are listening to this and you want to do this just go up to somebody and and you're talking to be like if if you were to ask me to pray for you what would you want me to pray for Hmm. Some people were quick on these responses. Some people thought about it a little bit. Well, I would want you to pray for me that I have a better understanding of people. I would want you to pray for me that I would better understand people so that we can create positivity in this world. To pray to educate me that I can go out and talk to people and make this world a little better. There it is. What would you want me to pray for you? Can't ask me. (laughs) Can't ask me. I'll ask him five podcasts now when he forgets. All right, guys. uh, All right, guys. Thank you. We'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Science and Stinger podcast. Share it with your friends, family, whoever. See ya. Bye.